You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show. I'm your host, John Bush, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Today, we have a wonderful program lined up for you. We are going to be talking about the Confederation of Freedom Cells and Intentional Communities. And we're also going to be chatting a bit about exit and build strategy. And today, I want to do something special which uh, I hope you'll participate in. I'm trying to set this show up to where we can receive your phone calls and where you can ask questions via Zoom. So in order to do that, there are some phone numbers that you can call as well as a uh, Zoom link. I'm going to go ahead and drop that here in the comments on the folks watching on YouTube and Facebook. And I want to shout out the people on uh, DLive there and uh, everybody that is participating. So thanks again for participating and joining us. There's a lot to discuss. There's a lot of craziness going on in the world. I haven't done a a show here in a little bit. Hey there, Carrie. Thanks for tuning in. So yeah, folks want to watch on YouTube or on DLive or on Facebook, they can do that. They can also click on the Zoom link that I have there in the description. And also I just shared it in a bunch of Telegram groups. That way they can watch on YouTube and that's how you need to uh, call in or join as well. And we'll be able to go to you via Zoom. So, man, there's just so much happening in the world lately. It can be quite overwhelming and stressful. But what I would like to offer and what I like to focus on in my work whether it's Live Free Academy or the contribution that I have to the Freedom Cell Network or the Greater Reset or this Exit and Build movement, I like to focus on solutions and strategies that we can all utilize in order to avoid the tyranny and technocracy that is coming about so strongly, but more importantly, in order to live a life that's in alignment with our values and our principles. And unfortunately, people just tend to get lost in this onslaught of bad news and articles and clickbait and fear and documentaries and the latest on the vaccine and the mandates and this, that, or the other. And they get just all flurried and flustered and they find themselves in a reactionary paradigm. I very much favor being proactive in our pursuits, being proactive in our life to where we are in control of our destiny. We are the ones in the driver's seat of our lives. And even though there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on around us, we have plans and we have goals in place and there's nothing that is going to take us away from the pursuit of those goals. And today I wanna talk about some of the goals that I have and share in the context of what I like to call the Confederation of Freedom Cells or the Confederation of Freedom Cell Communities or the Confederation of Intentional Communities. It's all part of the broader exit and build strategy. So I want to lay out some of that strategy. I want to lay out the merit of the exit and build strategy and philosophy. And then I want to share this big picture vision that I have that many people share. I want to share that uh, with you guys in hopes of inspiring you and encouraging you to participate alongside us. So I want to welcome Carrie, Rebecca Powers, Caroline to the zoom room again you can watch us on youtube on dlive we're also on the conscious resistance float channel and finally if you want to join us for i'm going to go into your questions here in a second you'll be able to ask questions through zoom or by calling in on the phone numbers that i have there in the description and i just dropped in the chat definitely want this to be participatory i would love your feedback and your ideas and your 
insights as we collectively come up with a strategy where we can find freedom in our lives. So let me just start by sharing exit and build strategy. So when I think of strategy and strategic questions, I like to think, I like to answer the question, how do we get from here to there? How do we get from here to there? Here being a totalitarian technocratic world uh, where we had traditional tyranny like the police state, the Federal Reserve Bank, inflating the money supply, foreign wars of aggression, all sorts of regulations that are controlling people, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, the military industrial complex, that's sort of traditional tyranny. But now we see this new type of tyranny, this technological tyranny coming into place called technocracy. That is where technology surveillance especially is utilized in order to control the people of the world. This is all big part of the Great Reset Agenda, the Great Reset Agenda. This is an effort by Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and some of the world's most powerful oligarchs in order to create a panopticon surveillance society to reshape market economies, to merge government and the private sector, and to usher in this fourth industrial revolution, which essentially would merge biology and technology, not just human beings in our lives, but all biodiversity on earth, track, trace, catalog, manage and control it. That's really what it's all about. That's the great reset agenda and COVID-19 played a big role in ushering in this great reset. Well, I want to shout out real quick. We are doing another greater reset. Perhaps you've heard of it. I'd love to see you there in the chat on Zoom or in the chat on YouTube or DLive if you've heard of the greater reset. We've done two of these events before. We're about to do a third, the greater reset three integration. That's taking place January 26th through the 30th. You can be in person in Morelia, Mexico or in Buda here in Central Texas. We've got a lot of great speakers lined up. RFK Jr., Aaron Elizabeth. Derek Bros, the guys from Cordal, the blockchain technology. We're going to have Joel Salatin participating in person in Buda. That's going to be really great. Uh, I shared a link with that. You can follow along at thegreaterreset.org. So that's where we are now. We got the traditional tyranny. We got the chaos, the income tax, the drug war, all that stuff. We're slowly being pulled into this technocracy paradigm, this rule by scientific uh, dictatorship. But the question is, where is it that we want to go? Right? There's this whole new normal agenda. We know where the power elite, where the powers that wish they were, where the oligarch class, where the technocrats, where the deep state or the shadow government, as we used to call it, we know where they want us to go. What was it? Orwell said the future is just like a boot stomping on your face forever. That's where they want us to go. Control, track, catalog, digital identity social credit score kind of stuff, just like what's happening in China. That's where they want us to go. But where do we want to go? Well, I'll tell you where I want to go. And chances are, if you're following along, maybe you agree with me. I would like to see a genuinely free society where people are able to live their lives uninhibited, but uninhibited, not inhibited, uh, where they're not infringed upon by external forces, whether it's government or big mega corporations, uh, people are able to be in control of their own destiny. They're able to live in harmony with the earth, uh, using regenerative agriculture, uh, off the grid practices, uh, micro communities, closed loop ecosystems and food trade, resilient networks, right? And we're able to live in harmony with one another, which means that there's not one group that has more power or more authority over other people. We're all, we're not equal because we're all different. It's not an egalitarian situation, but we're all equal under the systems that we have in place. There's no person that has authority over another person. That's the future that I would like to see. I believe in that type of future free society, we'll have the most human flourishing because there's this tendency for government and monopoly to control, to twist, to coerce, to manipulate for their own benefit, right? You have this institution of government that has the monopoly on the initiation of violence, and it's a coercive institution where people are forced to do things against their will. And when you have individuals and human beings that naturally have self-interest, when they come into these positions of power, they're attracted to these positions of power, they tend to leverage those institutions for their own benefit. It's not a good thing, and it gets in the way of human flourishing, innovation, 
cooperation amongst people. There's a tendency for division because government has a one size fits all kind of policy where there's one group in power. And because that one group is in power, they able, they're able to dictate rules for every single person in a massive geographic area. It just doesn't make sense. It's time to move beyond it, right? That's where I want to go, a genuinely free society. We're talking about strategy. How do we get from here to there? There's all sorts of different strategies that people lay out. There is politics, political action, where you try to get your person elected. You go vote. You go lobby Congress or your local government. You protest. You exercise. You, you petition the government for a redress of grievances, all those First Amendment protected rights in the U.S. My big problem with that is, sure, there can be some short-term wins, uh, especially if you're involved in local politics at the federal election. You know, all these people are all up in arms and upset, literally up in arms because of what happened with Donald Trump, right? They, they believe that the election was rigged and it was a fraudulent election. And I agree, except the big, well, here, now here comes the YouTube censors. I guess we're not allowed to say that on YouTube, but the big difference in the way that I think about elections and the way a lot of these Trump conservative folks, these make America great people think is that I believe every single election is a fraud because the entire institution of government is fraud. This whole idea that it's an acceptable way to organize society, having human beings that have authority over other people. It's not right. It's fraud. It's based on a bunch of lies. It's based on a bunch of manipulation and deception and programming that was instilled upon entire generations of people, mainly through the government schools. There are all this like religion of statism and nationalism and hoorah, cheer for the flag and our boys overseas, all this nonsense, really. So I think that it's a failed way of bringing about change because ultimately, if you are to only participate in government, if you are to only ask politicians to do the right thing, then you're simply perpetuating the problem that we find ourselves in. Because it's my, it's my belief that one of the main root sources of the evils that we find ourselves in experiencing in this world is the institution of government. That institution that has a monopoly on the initiation of violence that can control huge, huge numbers of people all the way off in Washington, D.C. or wherever the central government, the head of central government is, it's not right. So even if you're begging your masters or you have these small incremental victories in reality, what we need to do is abolish, opt out, or insulate ourselves from the institution of government entirely. So again, I think that getting involved in political action simply perpetuates the problem because we're maintaining the very system that we need to be replacing, right? Uh, there's other strategies. I certainly would never advocate for these strategies. And if you're part of the freedom cell community or this broader freedom movement that we're a part of or health freedom community, I strongly encourage you to take a very serious line against folks that are calling for violence. There's some people that want to see violent revolution, and that's how they want to bring about change in society. There's this old adage, violence begets violence, begets violence, begets violence, right? I think it was John Lennon maybe was saying like, they want you to fight in terms of violence because that's how they win because they're really masterfully skilled at that, right? Now, that's not to say that we ought not defend ourselves against public and private bullies and criminals, right? I don't think there's anything noble or virtuous about just laying down and being killed. I'm a very strong uh, believer in self-defense, very strong advocate for gun rights, I think the Second Amendment is a great thing to have, at least when it's adhered to in some political jurisdictions. And you find, you see in uh, states like Australia and countries like Australia and France and Canada, the authoritarianism with all this COVID stuff has just managed to just go to the extreme. And one of the big reasons why, in my opinion, is because they don't have firearms, which actually create pretty big check and balance here in the U.S., there's certain states and there's certain attitudes and cultures that just aren't going for it anymore, right? Even in the beginning, they weren't going for it. And I think the presence of firearms is a very great thing in a self-defense type of way. So again, political change, which in many ways has to do with violence and coercion in and of itself, political change. Some people want to overthrow systems. They want to destroy things. They want to go riot and protest and smash windows and stuff. That's just creating more destruction. 
just destruction. It's a reactionary paradigm. So that brings me, there's other strategies, of course, to bring about change. But another one is just not doing anything. Apathy, inaction, that's definitely not going to change anything. And there's all these people that are so keen on voting and they say, well, if you don't vote, you can't complain. And all these anarchists and voluntarists and people, this exit and build stuff, they're just cowards. They're giving up, right? In reality, nothing can be further from the truth. I think it's actually pretty bold and brave to engage in the exit and build strategy. It's not giving up at all. I think it's the most viable solution to create an alternative that is more worthy of our participation, right? Okay, so those are some of the what I believe to be failed strategies that we ought to avoid. That's not to say that you can't go get involved. Um, my good friend Eric Adorn always brings up political action at the local level. For example, in San Marcos, which is just south of Austin, it's part of our central Texas area, uh, they managed to get fluoride out of the water through political action, through forcing a petition, an initiative and referendum where the the body, uh, the body politic in San Marcos had the opportunity to vote, right? Cannabis reforms, another example. But the challenge is political action alone is not sufficient in order to bring about the desired free society we're all going for. No, I do believe that exit and build strategy and agorism is sufficient. So if you are to engage in politics, just make sure, make damn sure that you're also building the alternatives, that you're also becoming more resilient through all sorts of different systems. So let me break down exit and build strategy real quick. And then I want to spend a good amount of time sharing with you my vision for the Confederation of Freedom Cell Communities or the Confederation of Intentional Communities, because I think it's a great long-term path that ultimately will be successful. Not can be, will be successful, okay? So I want to remind you, we are going to be taking your phone calls. You can join us on the Zoom chat. I have dropped that information there in the YouTube comments on Facebook as well. And in the Telegram group, you can find us there. You can join the chat. We'll let you in there. If you want to join the conversation or participate, you can raise your hand and we'll call on you. There's also some phone numbers that you'll be able to call. This is the first time that I've done this as part of the Live Free Now show, but this is what I do when we do Live Free Academy boot camps and workshops and such. So I thought maybe I'd give it a try so we can have some audience participation, turn it into a call-in show, right? It's just me here in the studio, too. I don't have uh, my producer or anything like that. So I think we're going to be okay, though. We're going to be able to make this happen. So again, join us in the Zoom chat. Those links have been dropped all over the place. we got a few people there. I hope you guys have some questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. But what is Exit and Build Strategy? Exit and Build Strategy. I first learned about it from Derek Bros. He wrote about it in the How to Opt Out of the Technocratic State book, which you can find at theconsciousresistance.com, theconsciousresistance.com. He was talking about it in the context of exiting a political jurisdiction and building elsewhere, right? We're talking about it in that context. We're also talking about it in exiting coercive institutions, exiting practices, actions, activities, Exiting things that don't serve your interests. Exiting aspects of your life that aren't in alignment with your values. And exiting political jurisdictions that tend to be more relatively more authoritarian. Exiting the matrix, building the alternative. Exiting the centralized, building the decentralized. Exiting the coercive, building the voluntary. Exiting the corrupt, and building the just systems. That, I believe, is the best strategy. We're not pushing back, although we're doing that too. We're not resisting. We're not reacting. We're not allowing the path of the tyrants, of the enemies of liberty, to dictate our destiny, our plans, and our actions. I did the political activism thing for nearly a decade, and I found that, like, okay, we put this fire out over here. We had this little victory here. But now all of a sudden this bill got introduced at the local level, but we got the state legislative session coming up and they got this checkpoint bill going on. And all of our time, energy, resources, and money was dictated by our enemies. And we would go over here and then the next thing we freak out and we go over here. Oh, and then we got to do this over here. And even though we we're having these minor victories, what seemed like minor victories, stopping police officers from being trained to do phlebotomies, uh, forcing the governor, Rick Perry at the time, to veto this bill that would have given CPS access to homeschool children without a warrant, uh, stopping southbound checkpoints, 
when you're headed down to the border and warrantless surveillance tracking devices on cars by the Department of Public Safety in Texas. We managed to stop all of that through political action, through this political action committee that I helped to found called Texans for Accountable Government. And it seemed like, wow, these are great victories. In reality, they weren't victories at all. We weren't creating more freedom. We were simply slowing the growth of tyranny. And sure, that really got a lot of folks all excited, but it wasn't satisfactory for me because I am after, I got my eye on the prize. I'm holding my ultimate goal aloft ahead of me so we can pursue it, so we can get excited about a genuinely free society where human flourishing is the status quo. There's not any government to regulate and outregulate innovation and shut people down and extract wealth from one group of people in order to finance foreign wars of aggression and kill innocent civilians with unmanned aerial drones. Uh-uh. We're not doing that anymore. We deserve better as human beings. Right? So the idea is to become proactive, to line out goals in our own lives, right? To line out individual goals. We want to be 50% food self-sufficient. We want to have solar panels so we can withstand an off-grid situation. We want to have 1,000 people in our local Freedom Cell community. I see Richard Belts here asking how to attract more people to Freedom Cells. I'll get to that here in one second. Great picture there, you and your family. I love that. We want to have the goal of pulling our kids out of government school by the next end of next semester, right? Have these individual goals. But also, let's have collective big sexy goals as a group. Like, we want to have 12 intentional communities in this particular geographic area, and all of those intentional communities are linked up with food trade networks. We have a team of carpenters and farmers and ranchers, and we have experts in cattle. We have experts in chicken raising. We have our own food system, or sorry, school education system. We're not part of the independent school district from the county or city or whatever. We have our own homeschooling cooperative network where we share the same curriculum, where we go do field trips together, all this stuff, big picture goals. I'm going to share my big picture goal here in a second. But the point is, let us chart our own course. Let us be proactive in nature so we can have our eye on the prize, so we can develop intergenerational plans just like the enemies of liberty and their secret society groups have. These guys aren't focused on the election of the day or responding to this BS protest or riot going on or whatever. These guys have 100-year plans, multi-generational plans. They pass them on through their, their youth, their children, their progeny, and through their tax-exempt foundations. And we're all like, all in division and what are we gonna do about the mandates oh the covid let me share all this stuff about the vaccine causing this that and the other till i'm blue in the face meanwhile i'm missing all of the opportunities to better build a better world for myself and my family exit the coercive centralized corrupt institutions exit those institutions that would surveil every single bit of our lives and build new institutions, resilient cooperative networks, food resiliency, our own energy production, our own transportation systems, our own commerce, our own businesses. They're trying to shut people out of big corporations because they're not taking the vaccine. Well, to hell with you. We're hiring from within our own community and we're creating our own resilient economy. That's what it's all about. Exit and build strategy exit and build strategy. All right, let's go to some questions here about exit and build strategy. And then I want to open up and share my bigger picture plan uh, for the Confederation of Intentional Communities. I see Carrie and Caroline there. If you guys have questions, just raise your hand. I'll ask you to unmute yourself. You can participate. Uh, folks, again, you can call in. I believe the call-in number, let me see if I can read it here. The call-in number is 346-248-7799. That's 346-248-7799. Then you drop the meeting ID in. Uh, we also have this there in the Telegram chats and the Telegram groups and on the YouTube comments as well. Or you can simply follow this Zoom link here if you would like to leave a question or comment. I'm dropping it once again here in the chats. Call, join the Zoom link here, and uh, we'll be able to go to your questions. But let's go to Richard Belts here. Richard Belts asks, how do we attract more people to Freedom Cells? Well, that's a great question. But first, let's answer, what is the Freedom Cell Network? Freedom Cell Network is a decentralized, 
peer-to-peer group of like-minded individuals that are working together on common goals. Among those common goals, various ways to pursue freedom in their individual lives as well as their collective participation. Started back in 2005 or so, it was just an idea that I had, 2004. Uh, was it 2004, 2005? Wow. Is that accurate? 2015, sorry, 2014, 2015. Started 2014, 2015. It was just an idea. We had one small little group. Group kind of fell apart. But I was talking about the idea, sharing it. Derek Bros caught wind of the idea. And Derek took it and spread it and helped build this whole network. Before COVID-19, about 18, two years, 18 months ago, two years ago, there was 1,000 Freedom Cell members. Now there's over 28,000 Freedom Cell network members. It just goes to show that it's really an idea whose time has come. So essentially, it's all formed around these small groups. We call it an inner cadre. It's a group of approximately eight people. You link up with like-minded people that are ready to get down on goals and that are focused on solutions. These eight people will say, hey, we all want to have uh, off-grid communication like ham radio. Uh, we're all going to pull our kids out of school, government school, and we're going to homeschool co-op them. We're all going to build uh, gardens with one another, right? And then you take your little inner cadre group and you link up with other inner cadre groups in your area. It all centers around the magic number eight. Eight people is the optimal number of people for a group to have maximum creativity. We're all about creating, building, designing, creating a free society, ultimately. So if your group of eight, doesn't have to be eight, can be six, can be 10, whatever, just strive towards eight. Link up with seven other groups of eight. Now you have a group of 64. We call this a middle cadre. Stretches across the southern part of a city or a particular region or whatever. Then you have your little middle cadre groups. You meet maybe monthly, get together, have events, have socials, have parties, have skill shares, bring on workshops, teachers, all sorts of stuff. Then you link up with the other groups of 64 and you form a larger group. We call it a meta cadre. Now this isn't always so clean and pretty with the eight and the 64 and the 512. The idea is essentially form small groups with like-minded people and get shit done, GSD. Nicole Sauce, she's great. We're actually doing a members-only session. If anybody's interested in the Live Free Academy, livefree.academy, livefree.academy. We have a membership program. You can sign up at livefreemembership.com, livefreemembership.com. We're doing a free membership, 14-day free trial right now. Get access to all of the workshops that I've done on the past on cryptocurrency, on buying land and building an intentional community. And every month we do a meet the expert session and a tips, tactics, and strategy session. The, both of those are coming up this Monday and Tuesday coming up. On Monday, I'm going to be teaching people about cryptocurrency, how to set up a wallet. We're going to do some test trades. Everybody that joins gets $5 in Bitcoin cash, which is pretty cool. Again, you can go to livefreemembership.com, livefreemembership.com to sign up. And then on Tuesday, we're going to hear from Nicole Sauce. She spoke at the Exit and Build Land Summit recently. She's from Tennessee. She has a crew of awesome people. And they're part of this GSD crew. They call themselves the GSD crew. Get shit done. So uh, definitely check that out, livefreemembership.com. But to answer your question, how do we track more people to the Freedom Cell Network? You know, a great thing to do is just host regular meetings. In fact, just before this broadcast, I went to a Bastrop County, Bastrop Fayette County Freedom Cell meeting. There was four families there. Uh, all of them had kids. And they were all just talking about buying land. What can we do? Let's do regular meetups, asking for advice. Uh, one lady was teaching the other people about this food growing technique that she just learned. It's all about networking. Again, getting together. So the first thing you can do to help grow your Freedom Cell Network and attract people is host a regular meeting. Now, Marjorie Wildcraft, she spoke at the Exit and Build Land Summit. You can check that out, the free replay of Saturday at Exit and Build landsummit.com. It's also linked down there, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. And she actually spoke on Saturday. So that's free. That's part of, there's a, there's a Sunday package that you can purchase as well. But she talked about how they built an intentional community, not all on the same property, but in Red Rock, Texas, how they all linked up together uh, and supported one another. And one of the big things that they did was host these types of workshops, essentially. So friends would, they would all get together they would find a speaker and they would rent out like a local church and they would go to local church and they would host a teacher and they would do this regularly. They didn't have to do it at someone's home. So there's more privacy. Right. And they would just keep doing this and start to find the families that wanted to go a little bit deeper and network a little bit more. So host meetings, bring on workshops, host socials. Uh, you're going to bowling you're going to happy hour. 
there's a permaculture teacher in town. Let's all go watch their lecture together. Bring the kids together. Find common interests and explore that stuff. Now, uh, I will share, people can join the Freedom Cell Network at freedomcells.org. That's freedom cells, like cell in the body. And uh, from there, you can put yourself on this map. Don't actually use your address. Use an address of the coffee shop down the road or a park down the street. And you can find other people in your area. We're also very active on Telegram. Through the website, freedomcells.org, you can also find the Telegram links. So we are going to be doing like a leadership training series to really help people get those skills like recruiting, conversations, speaking in terms of other people's interests, what to do, how to host a meeting, how to manage a Telegram group. Um, we're going to be doing that. Expect that maybe in the first quarter of 2022, uh, as soon as we wrap up the Greater Reset, which is January 26th through the 30th. But we really want to help empower people in order to grow the network in their community. So yeah, thanks for participating, Richard, and, and definitely be on the lookout. We're going to help with a lot more stuff. Okay, does anybody have a question there that's in the Zoom chat? If you'll raise your hand, I can unmute you. Carrie, Caroline, Rebecca, if anybody has a question, feel free to chime in. I want to test out this new system. Would love to make this more interactive uh, and have people call in. I'm also thinking about doing my show at a normal time, perhaps every week, so you guys can expect it. But uh, again, if you are just tuning in, we are talking about exit and build strategy, and I'm about to lay out my vision for the Freedom Cells Confederation, Confederation of Intentional Communities, Confederation of Freedom Cell Communities. So uh, feel free to join us. Again, the call-in numbers have been dropped all on the Telegram stuff and in the Zoom meeting. They're also in the description if you're watching us here on YouTube. All right, but let's just get right down to it then. So I have a vision for the future. And I'm actively putting the pieces in place right now so as to set the stage and lay the foundation for the success of this plan in the future. And I want to invite you to join me in fulfilling this mission. Okay? It's like a game of chess. I'm not a big chess player, but when you play chess, you position your pieces so as to leverage their position for future plays. Now, we all know that the enemies of liberty and these technocrats, and these secret society goons are doing just that. And they've been doing it for quite some time. In fact, they've had pieces in place. They've even had politicians and pawns, right, all in place for quite some time. And now they're exploiting and executing and bringing that stuff into play. Well, I think that we ought to adopt a similar mindset, bigger picture vision, where we can have a long-term plan and the actions that we take in the present moment are geared towards success in the future, okay? So here's what I'm visioning, here's my plan. We get as many people as possible to move outside of the big major cities. I call it the urban exit. It's the big cities where most of this control paradigm and technocracy and smart cities agenda and authoritarian police and got big government schools and big Democrat party control and nanny state this and agenda 21, 2030 agenda, sustainable development goals, that where it's all mostly taking place. I'm not going to say rural areas are completely exempt from all that stuff or don't have a crooked sheriff or there's not some regional metropolitan body or whatever that's trying to manage the land or get people out of the country. But it's very clear and very evident that the cities, this stuff is much more accelerated and much more predominant. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas, which is like, I don't know, 900,000, a million people, million plus in the Metroplex. And for, the, for a while, it was a pretty cool place to live. But it slowly but surely got more authoritarian and slowly but surely got more hard left in the policies. And now it's just absolutely nuts. It's completely unaffordable for most people. It's overrun by leftists and there's cameras all over the place. The police, well, I guess they did this defund the police thing. You hardly see the police anymore. But for a while, the police were murdering unarmed young black kids in poor neighborhoods, and it's just not very cool. So I exited the city, and my fiance and I bought 10 acres outside of town, about 45 minutes away. 
And it was probably one of the best decisions that I ever made. Life is completely different living in a rural community. No traffic, no smog, no surveillance cameras, no masks, right? Uh, 40 to 50% vaccine rate compared to 70 to 80%, which I think is a good sign of free thinkers and critical thinkers. And so the idea is we encourage people to move outside of the cities where they're more easily controlled, where they're more susceptible to manipulation and coercion, where they're more easily pushed to do things against their will, working for some big corporate boss, right? Move outside of the city. We buy land in rural areas and we build communities. We build intentional communities in the traditional sense where people cooperatively go in, purchase land, they divvy up a piece here, piece there. It's, uh, there's a commons area, but then they have private ownership here, there, LLC, condo association, trust, 501c3, whatever, however you want to do it. Or you buy your little acre, two acres, 10 acres, 20 acres. You don't have anybody else live on it, but you link up with the other properties and the other communities in the area, all like-minded people, all through the Freedom Cell Network or whatever, right? And we start forming these little resilient networks. Early on in the pre-American Revolution days, they called them committees of safety where they would get together and support one another and do mutual aid and basically squat up and get ready for the man to come crack down, concerned about taking their guns and stuff like that, right? So it's like we come together, we start building together, we leave the cities, we buy land in rural areas. That's what the Exit and Build Land Summit was all about, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. The following week, my fiance and I did a 14-hour course, 14 hours plus, all on how to buy land, how to pick land, how to get financing, different legal entities, how to make decisions as a group, permaculture design basics, where to buy the land, what type of house to put on the land, how to come up with a site plan, all that good stuff. You can find that at buylandbuildcommunity.com, buylandbuildcommunity.com. You can purchase instant access to the replay, really valuable information that we shared there. But the idea is right now in the present, we start moving our community outside of the city control grid into the rural areas, in the outskirts of town or even further away, okay? If you're in the city, if you feel like, how could I ever possibly put a down payment on a house? My kids are in school, I still got this job, I gotta take care of my parents, that's okay. Come up with a plan. Doesn't all have to happen overnight. Come up with a six month plan, one year, two year plan, right? There's no reason why anybody with the right amount of dedication and belief in themselves with help from other people, no reason why any of us that wanna get out of the city to build a better life outside of their control grid, there's no reason why any of us can't, right? The Live Free Academy, we have this empowerment philosophy, it's four parts. Starts with mindset, believing in yourself, having positive thoughts, um, speaking to yourself in an empowering way instead of being a victim, right? Mindset, and then you gotta come up with the right strategy, exit and build strategy, come up with plans, come up with goals. Then you work with other people, come up with a team, support network, everyone helping each other, and then you take massive action. There's no reason why if people don't follow these steps, follow these plans, you can't get the heck out of the city and build a beautiful community outside in the country. Uh, Allison Taylor is asking, what is the site? I see Morgan's here from Doha. I'm not sure where Doha is, but greetings. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let me drop that here for you, Allison. So there was a free summit that we did. It was November 6th and 7th. And you can check that out at exitandbuildlandsummit.com exitandbuildlandsummit.com. If you go there and you sign up, you'll get a week access. You'll get a whole week, seven days to access the content from Saturday. We also put on a Sunday exclusive immersion integration roundtable. We heard from Joel Salatin and other experts. So definitely uh, check that out. And then if you want to get in depth with how to buy land and build community and all the good stuff and all the details, then you can take the workshop that we did, buylandbuildcommunity.com. That's buylandbuildcommunity.com. Okay, so we're moving people out. We're coming up with plans. Many of us already moved out. Many of us have already bought land. People are moving. People are grooving. The people that are still in the city, they have plans. Everyone that's outside the city is helping them. Everyone that's inside the city that wants to move is sharing resources, supporting one another, encouraging one another, right? 
Now, fast forward a year, two, three years, four years. Now, all of a sudden, we have more and more communities outside. Now, there's all sorts of pockets. There's denser pockets where there's freedom people. Central Texas, New Hampshire, Phoenix, Arizona, Florida, Morelia, Mexico, where Derek Bros is doing his conscious community, right? Slowly but surely, we start to link up these little pockets of resistance. I don't even like the word resistance necessarily, right? Slowly but surely, we start connecting and building together. And we start setting up trade routes to get from one area to another area. And there's little stops along the way to refuel and to rest and support one another. We slowly but surely start creating little defense networks where we have our own private security or where the folks in the community that are more strong and have the protector warrior spirit, they are empowered to protect our community. We have our own emergency response SUVs with the emergency lights and the tow hitch and the trailer and all sorts of stuff to support one another, right? We start creating our own economy, essentially, a counter economy where we don't care about any opt-outs or OSHA. We're just done with all that stuff because we're employing one another. We're working with one another. When we have a plumbing issue, the first thing we do is go to the directory of like-minded businesses to give business to one another, our fellow brothers and sisters. When we have a electrical issue, we go to the local electrician that's part of our community, right? When someone loses their job, I mean, ideally, it's not like we're waiting for someone to lose their job. We just all leave the legacy jobs and work on jobs that are helping to fulfill the needs and wants of our own community, of our own crew. Because I don't know about you, but there's this fracturing that's taking place in society, and it's it's getting bigger and bigger. That gap is getting bigger and bigger. There's people that are still freaked out. People are still wearing masks. There's people that are applauding the mandates. There's people that are just all caring out about this COVID stuff, these COVID Karens. Right. And there's people that are just living their lives, hugging, kissing grandparents and grandbabies. Right. And there's this division growing. The division's only going to get worse and it's only going to get more exploited. Right. I'm all about harmony, love, compassion, understanding, finding a bridge between these groups, these diverging groups. But at the end of the day, I want to build and work with these with these crews. I'm trying to hire some folks to do some packaging. I have various roles I'm trying to fulfill with my, some of my entrepreneurial endeavors. And we're like interviewing folks from the community. It's just kind of hard to connect with folks that are just, you know, not aware of what's really going on in the world. And there's opportunity for problems and tension to arise when something comes up and this, that, and the other. And it's like, we, there's so many of us. I've been at this for 19 years in the truth and freedom community. I guarantee you there's enough of us to fulfill all the positions, all the wants, all the roles, all the needs that we would have as our own little private society, right? We start employing one another. We start trading with one another. We create our own competing currencies, time-based currencies, barter networks, community ledgers, cryptocurrencies. We start raising our children to be free, sovereign, peaceful, strong, resilient human beings. We teach them our own true version of history. That's not this whitewashed nonsense BS that just collectivizes people and makes them worship the state. We have our own school networks, right? Our own resilient uh, school districts, so to speak, right? Where we share curriculum, we share best practices, the kids get together. I mean, there's some kids that like want to do sports and stuff. There's no reason why we can't create our own sports teams and little leagues for the kids to play against each other, a little sovereign community down the, down the street, right? So we're building these communities. We're leaving the city. We're forming these intentional communities and we're linking these intentional communities up. Now, fast forward five, 10, 20 years down the road. Now we have hundreds of thousands. We have so many people that are participating. I don't know what the number needs to be, but we have all of these people that are participating and eventually will reach such a critical mass to where we can opt out entirely. And we just no longer participate in the state in any form or fashion. And the way that this becomes more feasible is because slowly but surely over time, we've decoupled ourselves 
We've eliminated our dependency on the state and the services that it provides. All of our communities are off grid. We all have our own little substations and our own microgrids and methane gas and whatever. Propane, we have our own propane distribution network, right? So we're no longer using their energy. All of our kids are outside of their government schools. We're no longer, why should we pay the property tax if we're to fund somebody else's school district when we need to put our resources together to fund our own school system, right? We no longer rely on the municipal police. We haven't called 911 in years because we have our own emergency response team. And frankly, we no longer feel it necessary to fund your institution that not only do we reject, but we don't use now. There's going to need to be some compromises that are made. For example, we still use the roads in the community. To get from one community to another one, we still use the roads from time to time. So what does that look like? Maybe we still pay the gasoline tax. In certain jurisdictions, you pay an extra tax on the gas when you fill up your tank, and that goes to maintain the roads. I don't know. Maybe we all get so filthy rich, and we get so abundant that we can pay to fix some of the roads. We put a good gesture of good faith with the local county commissioners. And we're like, hey, we notice there's some problems on the road here. We'd like to contribute to this particular piece of highway and pay for the roads to get fixed, right? We're no longer gonna fund the roads that we don't use. We're gonna fund what we do use, right? So that's my vision. That's, that's my idea. We bring everyone together. We leave the city. We connect with one another, right? And we build the alternative. We no longer depend on or interact or have any use for the legacy centralized institutions. Let's see. It looks like we have a question here from Carlton. Uh, Carlton, yes, you are free there to unmute yourself. If you do, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to turn on your video, that'd be great as well. So let's... Uh... All right. So there's a troll that we have. That's fun. So we're going to remove the troll there. I don't know if you guys heard what that was saying there, but that's one thing that we can, uh, <laughs> I guess in, even if you screen calls, people can still just put on a false front when they screen the call. So that was our first experience. We are going to report. What do you want to report? I don't know. We'll just report though, whatever. Okay, if anybody else wants to join, look, Carlton Hanks, may I have a word on the subject? And then he drops that. <laughs> All right, if anybody else wants to join and uh, share their thoughts on this vision, if they see any weaknesses, if they see any uh, pain points, any vulnerabilities in the plan like this, again, the idea is how do we get from here to there? Here is a state-controlled society, tyranny, technocracy. There is a genuinely free society. It's my belief that if enough of us leave the city, start forming our own communities, even to the point where we're building our own resilient communities, our own eco-cities. It's not just like a small intentional community with a few houses, right? It's like a rural thing. It's like we purchase, collectively, we purchase a thousand acres and we start building uh, commercial districts, entertainment districts, there's restaurants, there's entire eco-neighborhoods, right? And then there, that's part of the network as well. All right, let's see where people are uh, asking some questions here. Agorist Alberta Starve the Beast says, I'm not paying you $197 to do it, though. I presume they're talking about the Buy Land Build Community Boot Camp. I can assure you that the information that we convey on this Buy Land Community Boot Camp, if it is your intention to purchase land and build an intentional community, the value that we share far exceeds $197. So if $197 is a barrier to entry to you, and that seems unaffordable for you, then that is okay. But if you are genuine and you genuinely desire to buy land, get out of the cities and build community, then it'll be the best investment you ever make because the information that we share is so in-depth. It's a blueprint. It's a step-by-step -step plan on how to get from here to there. A lot of people are just missing that information. So strongly encourage you to reconsider. The 197 is definitely well worth it. Yona Anawadi says, Utah Mormon compound model or Amish, Amish community model. Uh, I'm not either one. It's like when it comes, I'm just sharing this broader perspective plan, but when it comes to what the actual community, the individual communities look like, it could look like anything. It could be a model, model on 
uh, folks in Utah, modeled on the Amish, modeled on an eco village, whatever. And then together as a network, we can share information and best practices on how to uh, best go about this. All right, I was gonna ask, how do we vet people into our communities? Says Aaron Keener from Facebook. Well, I would say the best thing you can do before you invite someone to buy land together or to move on to your community would be to work with them, to build a relationship with them, uh, to host events, right? One of the things we teach in the Buy Land Build Community Bootcamp is before you go in with someone on a property, do some activities with them, do some projects that could be stress inducing. So inevitably when something, when a problem arises, you can kind of feel them out. Oh, okay, so we did, you know, we had a pretty stressful situation. We were gonna do an event and all of a sudden at the last minute, the, the venue canceled. And how did they respond? Did they show up? Did they stand up to the occasion or do they freak out? Did they get angry really easily? Do things with them, vet people before you start building community together would strongly encourage. And if you're talking about like vet from, you know, if it's like a government infiltrator, I swear so many people are more concerned with government infiltrators when they ought to be concerned with just bad people, people that haven't done the internal work in order to deal with trauma or whatever. And they bring that into the group and they project their insecurities on everyone else. And it just turns into a conflict that doesn't need to be there. So I mean, I'm not going to say that there's not FBI informants and local sheriff's department has an intel group and the fusion center, this, that, and the other, but it's mostly pretty rare. And at the end of the day, all this stuff is like big picture. And I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about ultimately opting out where we're not paying taxes. We're not contributing at all. But that's down the road. But in the meantime, none of what we're doing is illegal. There's nothing illegal about frolicking in the field and going to the gardening club and learning how to can food and pulling your kids out of government school. And if pulling your kids out of government school is illegal in your political jurisdiction, strongly encourage you to join us in Texas or somewhere else, somewhere where it's not. I hope that answers your question. All right, we have a question here in the Zoom chat. Carrie says, question, John, I'm ready to buy land, but the hardest thing for me has been finding others to buy land, build a community with as an older single woman. Any thoughts on that? Also, when, where is your next live event? Well, Carrie, I strongly encourage you, if you haven't yet, to sign up at uh, exitandbuildlandsummit.com, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. There's a Telegram group with over 2,400 people. So it's totally free. You get to watch all the Saturday videos of all the speakers and presenters, Marjorie Wildcraft, Jack Spierko, Cynthia Tina from the Foundation for Intentional Communities. And one of the things that you get access to as part of that Summit is the Telegram community with over 2,400 people. That's a great place to start. I would also encourage you to join the Freedom Cell Network, freedomcells.org, freedomcells, C-E-L-L-S.org. Um, there's all sorts of different groups that are geographic-based as well. And then finally, one of the things that we did on Sunday as part of the uh, extra package on the summit, we did intentional community speed dating, where essentially we created these groups based on Texas, Florida, Northeast, Europe, Mexico, South America, right? And we created these groups and then people went and joined that Zoom room and they networked and they met one another, exchanged contact information. We also created groups based on interest, the vegan group, the parenting group, the farmer group, the cryptocurrency group. And then people cycled through these groups where they're like, hey, I'm interested in building a community built around blockchain and DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, right? So that was a huge hit. And we do plan to do that again. So the best thing you could do to stay in touch with me, obviously you found this video, so maybe you are already in some of these groups. We are gonna do another intentional community speed dating, maybe in December, maybe in January, but it's gonna be another thing where we bring together a bunch of like-minded people and we empower them to network and connect with one another so as to build these communities. Uh, you say that you're on the Freedom Cells group already. If you missed the Exit and Build Land Summit, then that's the best place to start. Exitandbuildlandsummit.com, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. It's completely free. And from there, you'll get invited to join the Telegram group, which I think is the best thing to do. All right, we got Citizen Deb says, is it, it is lawful ways to use the roads. The constitutional provision for travel allows us to travel, not just drive. Definition of drive has to do with commercial use. Look into birth certificate info. I'm hip to that. That's right. We have a right to travel about in our personal conveyance, our personal automobile. In fact, a motor vehicle actually is the definition of a motor vehicle is, is a object 
used to transport goods or persons, right? Then you look up the definition of transportation, and that's somebody that tra that moves goods or persons for a fee. It's a carrier, someone that moves goods or persons for a fee. It's a commercial activity, like an 18-wheeler or a commercial bus that has people traveling or a commercial plane. Originally, those were the parties and the entities that were required to have a license in order to drive on the roads. But slowly but surely, the mission creep of the state started applying that to everyone that's going on a leisurely travel or going to and from work. And now all of a sudden, everyone's everyone supposedly is required to have a driver's license, this, that, and the other. I've dabbled in that world. I've uh, refused to renew my driver's license, no registration, no tags, got many tickets, fought it in court, brought these things up, tried to reject, uh, object to the jurisdiction of the court. Uh, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. You know, ultimately I was found guilty by the jury each time because I think they're like, well, if he's got to, if I got to have a driver's license, so does he. Right. And of course, even the prosecutor's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, this guy's just researching nonsense on the internet. It's like, well, it's Black's Law Dictionary. And I read from the definition of transportation and motor vehicle in the Texas Transportation Code. Like, give me a break. Anyway, that's a lot of work. And if people want to go down that path, by all means, more power to you. Um, I have mad, mad respect for folks that are driving without a license and all this stuff. It's just, I came to realize through that experience that what sovereignty really is, is the assertion of your rights. It's not this belief and that legal definition and birth certificate this, UCC that, Department of Treasury, black card, whatever the hell, re-inhabit, reclaim your status. There's all these competing philosophies and gurus and like who's right i don't know ultimately sovereignty comes down to just knowing that you're free and more importantly asserting that freedom in a given particular situation and in order to assert that freedom especially now it comes with a lot of challenges which is why that was another thing i should have brought up earlier when i was talking about the different strategies political strategy uh, overthrow strategy. There's another strategy a lot of people utilize, which is like, it's, uh, it's, I call it, it's like this patriot world. There's sovereignty and UCC and common law versus maritime law and all this stuff. And I have a base understanding of many of these different schools of thought, but for me, a lot of them, I believe to be an ought is fallacy. Ought is fallacy. There's also is ought fallacy. The is ought fallacy is just because that's the way things are, doesn't mean that's the way things ought to be. It's like the, the guy arguing, you know, we have an income tax. We've always had an income. We haven't always had an income tax. We've had an income tax for many years. And, you know, that's just what the law is. And you're like, well, that's what the law is. But that doesn't mean that's what it ought to be. That's not ethical just because that's what it is. Right. And then the ought is fallacy. Just because that's the way things ought to be, according to your interpretation or someone's interpretation of the law that we're sovereign or we can travel on the roads freely without having to ask permission, just because that's the way we think things ought to be, according to the law doesn't mean that's the way things are. And the judge, the jury, the law enforcement, most definitely is a very rare circumstance that they're gonna honor your sovereignty and your interpretation of travel and the Supreme Court ruling that you bring up from 1955 or whatever, right? That's why it comes back to exit and build strategy for me. Even if you are to pursue that path, the sovereignty, UCC, reclaim the status, travel, right to travel, whatever, I've been there, I've tried it, right? What will make that easier for you to pursue that path and to assert your sovereignty in those ways is strength in numbers, is amassing a giant movement where everyone's, we're not, you got 25, 30, 60 people in this given political jurisdiction. None of them are driving with, with a license, no tags, private conveyance, whatever. And it just makes it easier, right? But we ought to build those networks. We ought to build those communities. We ought to build those safety bell, alert systems, uh, put it, put in the phone number. It shows you where you're at. Cell 411 was an app, all this stuff. All right. I appreciate that though. Uh, I haven't studied or practiced Vanu. Does that have to do with the van life or is that something similar? Not exactly sure. Chris Gilman says observation will be best to try this in the Southern red States as the state governments will be less likely to do something about it. I'm a big fan of the South. I'm a big fan of Texas. I'm a big fan of Florida. It's just a different culture. It's a different uh, way of life, uh, especially in the rural areas. 
there's a lot of folks that aren't even anarchist agorists. They're just old country folk that get stuff done and want to mind their own business. And they're there to support one another and help one another, lend a helping hand. It's a great place to do it compared to the authoritarian leftist hellhole nightmare cities. Citizen Deb says there are ways to operate in private and not in public that can help us not clash with authority types. I'm all about it. Like I said, I've studied it. I've, I'm familiar with it. I've tried it in my life. Um, it's just a lot of hassle. And that's why it's important for us to all work together and to support one another so we can find more freedom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gents. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Let me just give a quick recap of what it's all about, what we're doing here. This is the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I plan to do the show much more often and uh, bring you guys a lot of uh, inspiration and empowering strategies so you can find freedom in your lives. Today, we talked about exit and build strategy. Exit and build strategy is the idea that we ought to exit the matrix. We ought to opt out and build alternative institutions, exit those institutions that are centralized, that are coercive, that are corrupt, that want to surveil and control people and build alternatives that are decentralized, voluntary, just, they honor people's privacy. One thing I want to point out, I should have pointed this out earlier, you have exit and build, right? The idea is to exit, opt out, and then build alternatives. Well, along with exit and build, we also ought to build so we can exit, right? So people still, they got the 401k, they're paying their taxes here, they got the property there, mortgage, kids in school, and they're like, man, opt out. I don't know. And Derek Bros is over here like, come on, let's just opt out. You know, he's, he has a reasonable path as well, but the dude already opted out entirely. In fact, the first ever cryptocurrency transaction that I ever made was paying him Bitcoin back in like 2014 or something because he didn't have a bank account. And I got tired of using Western Union. So I was like, well, I want to honor this guy's agorism. He's outside the system. He doesn't have a bank account, doesn't pay taxes. So I'll send him some Bitcoin. It's the first time I ever used Bitcoin. It was great, right? Um, and he's completely outside the system, lives in Mexico, travels back and forth, total free guy, right? He's pretty damn sovereign. Well, not everyone has that luxury. Some people are a little established here, family there, whatever. So the idea is exit and build and or build, build the alternatives, build the alternative education system, build the off-grid networks, build the mutual defense, build the alternative economies, trade amongst one another, build the resilient job network. So whenever you exit, you have a place to go, right? You can continue to maintain a good standard of living and a good income. So we build, we exit and build, or we build so we can exit, right? That's what we've been talking about. Exit and build, build and exit. It comes in all short forms of shapes and sizes. And the thing that I've been super excited about is exit and build when it comes to exiting the cities. That's where the tyranny is rolling out. That's where the smart city agenda, the surveillance, the thermal, heat sensing in the freaking light lamp posts with microphones and gunshot microphones and it all gets fed into this central supercomputer artificial intelligence brain linked up with ibm and 5g technology and all sorts of crazy stuff that's what's taking place in all the major cities right now so much control so much tyranny so much backwards thinking so much fear so what I'm really excited about is exiting the cities, buying land and building community in rural areas where we have more space, where we have more freedom, where the government is much smaller and less intrusive. And more often than not, it's more conservative and just more pulled back and chill. It's not perfect by any means, but it's definitely better than the hardcore leftist authoritarianism, nanny state surveillance society that's taking place in the big cities. Exit and build exit and build. The more of us that exit the cities, buy land and build community in rural areas, the easier it will be so that one day, eventually, we may opt out entirely and form a confederation, a resilient network of connected communities and individuals that supports one another. We hire from within our community. We have our own energy source we have our own food production systems that are de decentralized and based on regenerative agriculture. We're not getting food from South America or something's getting shipped from South America to China to get labeled and boxed and sent back. No, 
we're getting our food from our own property and from the properties down the road. We have our own alternative education system. We're no longer beholden to the government schools to indoctrinate our kids. We educate our own children. Our, our children are raised together in a peaceful, sovereign way. Right? We have our own competing currencies, cryptocurrency, time-based network, uh, ledger system where you notch off that you have a credit with this person because they did your plumbing there and you gotta, you're going to help their school, their kid tutor later on or whatever. I think this is a possible path towards freedom. In fact, I don't know any better way. I've been an activist for going on 20 years now, maybe about 20 now. So I started in 2002, so I guess 2022 would be 20 years. And in that time, I've pursued all sorts of different paths, truther, protest, sovereign citizen type stuff, uh, political action, voting, supporting candidates, being the campaign manager for local candidates. None of it really bore any fruit. I genuinely believe if your goal, like mine, is to create a genuinely free society so your children don't have to grow up in this authoritarian nightmare and can experience freedom that we never experienced, so we can create a resilient system that isn't corrupted every four years or absolute power corrupts, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. It can last seven generations down the road. I strongly encourage you to adopt the Exit and Build strategy you want to learn more about the Exit Build strategy, specifically in the context of buying land and building community, I encourage you to check out the Exit and Build Land Summit, exitandbuildlandsummit.com, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. You'll get access to watch the replay for seven days. There's also an add-on you can do where we heard from Joel Salatin for two hours. And then finally, we put together a 14-hour course on buying land and building community. You can find that at buylandbuildcommunity.com buylandbuildcommunity.com. I do want to share, this is all over the world. This is a global network. I'm here in Central Texas. I'm rooting for Central Texas. I'm encouraging people to join our Central Texas community. You can especially find us through the Central Texas Freedom Cell Network. And uh, let's do this. Together, we can find freedom. Let's make sure we have our eye on the prize. Let's make sure that we're not caught in a reactionary paradigm where the enemies of liberty are dictating our path. Rather, we are in control. We're in the driver's seat of our destiny and we are working actively to build a better world. John Bush, peace and freedom. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm out.